Hey guys. Well, like uh, Jonathan said, I do usually preach to kids, so this probably isn't going to be very long because kids usually have a short attention span. So I generally uh, go pretty short. Um, so he told me to give a little bit of my testimony of why I came to West Coast, which is interesting because if you had asked me, honestly, up until halfway through my freshman year, what I wanted to do with my life, I would have said anything that God wants except full time ministry. I used to. Um, and I don't really know why, because I grew up, obviously, in a, in a pastor's home, and I enjoyed it. I really liked being in ministry and growing up in ministry, but it's just something that I never really wanted for myself. I remember at um, teen camps, the pastor would get up, and he would preach about fully surrendering your life to God, you know, give everything that you have to God, whatever he wants you to do with your life. And I would pray. I'd say, like, okay, God, I'll do anything you want. Just please, not ministry. I, like, I'll do it if you want me to, but I really don't want to. And so I knew, like, I really wasn't actually surrendering because that was something that I was holding back. And I remember at West Coast, I was there for a year, and I was, I was really committed to just going for a year and leaving. And the only reason I was there for that year is because my parents had a rule. Um, you could only go to Bible, or you had to go to one year of Bible college before you went to another school. And they were okay if I went to another school after, but I had to go to Bible college for at least a year. Um, and so I chose West Coast just because it was one of the bigger Bible colleges, and I knew I'd have more fun there than if I went to a, one that was kind of small. Um, so my heart was definitely not in the right place. But I remember as I was there, going through classes and hearing all the chapel sermons, I started to get a lot closer to God. And um, kind of what I wanted to do started to change. Um, I really wanted to go um, to a different college to study for business and make a lot of money in my life. And I tried to tell myself that, like, that was what God wanted. I was like, you know, because then I could give money to the church, so it counts, I think. Um, so I was kind of trying to justify what I wanted to do in my life through making a bunch of money. And um, I remember it was freshman Sunday school, and I normally didn't pay attention during those, but this week I did. Um, and he was talking about Psalm 37.4, which says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And I had noticed that through class and through getting closer to God and getting more in my Bible and um, you know, just actually sincerely seeking what he wanted in my life, the more that I thought about what I had wanted to do before, the less it appealed to me. I really wanted, um, I think it was marketing was the major I really wanted to go into, and I had done a ton of research on it, and I really enjoyed it, and I remember trying to read a book about it after, and I just didn't care. I didn't care at all about it. Um, I just really, I wanted to go into full-time ministry, and I didn't know what that meant. Like, I didn't really know if that was his pastor, but I knew, like, whatever God wanted, I was actually ready to do that, even though um, it might not be what I wanted, and then it changed, though. That was actually what I wanted to do, um, and so the sermon kind of ties into that, um, but first, let's open up in a word of prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you that we're all here tonight. I know that a lot of people couldn't make it, so I thank you for the people who are here. Um, and I just pray that you give me the right words to say. I pray that um, you know anyone who's not here because of sickness or because of the roads, I pray that everyone would be safe. In Jesus' name, amen. So after I had um, you know decided that I was going to stay at West Coast, I kind of came back to a question that I had had growing up, which was, what does a good Christian life look like? Because as a teenager, I kind of decided, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do what I want unless it goes directly against the Bible. So I was kind of going at it. I was trying to do what the Bible said, but not with the right heart. I was going to just do what I wanted, and if God said that I wasn't supposed to do it, then I wouldn't. But otherwise, I would just do what I wanted to do. Um, but after I decided that I was going to go into you know, ministry full-time, I kind of realized that that's probably not the mentality that somebody in ministry should have. They shouldn't be you know, just doing whatever they want and then going to the Bible after to see if that was okay. I remember something my brother told me growing up was it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission, which is not great advice, especially when it comes to God. Um, and so um, I just started to study the Bible, not looking for stuff that I wasn't allowed to do, 
but to see what I was actually supposed to do. Um, so if you have your Bibles, could you turn to Matthew 22 and um, verse 36? So in this um, chapter, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and they're asking him questions. Um, and one of them said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. So I remember um, growing up, I had always, I'd seen a bunch of different people that I really looked up to. And they all went about their Christian life a little bit different. And so I was trying to figure out which way is the best. I know some people like did their devos in the morning. Some people did it at night. Some people had different standards on different things. And so I was trying to figure out which one is the right way to do it. Because obviously if I'm going to be in ministry, I want to lead a life that other people can look up to and have a good testimony. Um, and this verse kind of confused me. Because it said the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. And the second one which is like unto it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two hang all the law and the prophets. So these two are higher than any other teaching in the Bible. On these two hang everything else. And so I was, I was really confused for a while, and I was studying it out. Um, and I kind of realized, thinking back on how I was as a teenager, still trying to follow all the law and the prophets, but I didn't have these two. I wasn't doing it because I love God. I was doing it because I wanted to do what I wanted. And so the reason these two are so important is because it tells you why you follow all the other law and the prophets. You're not doing it because you're trying to serve yourself. You're doing it because you love God and because you love other people. And when you're following those, you're going to want to do what the Bible says. Because I remember I, I followed everything. Like, if you had seen my life, you wouldn't have seen, a, like, a rebellious teenager. I wasn't trying to do wrong. But I didn't actually care about what God wanted me to do. I wasn't doing it because I loved him or because I loved anyone else. I was just doing it because it was what I was supposed to do, and I didn't want to make my parents upset. Um, and so reading through this, it really convicted me that on these two hang all the law and the prophets. So everything else that I had been doing, it was good, but I didn't have these two. I wasn't loving God, and I wasn't loving other people. And that helps um, through my testimony, through getting to West Coast, because as I started to get closer to God, um, you know, things change, and that's how I'm at West Coast now. And then there's another passage that that kind of led me to, because I was thinking, like, okay, love God and love other people, that's great, but how does that look in practice? Um, because, I mean, it sounds really good to love God and to love other people, but when you actually put it into practice, it's a little bit more complicated, because that can look a lot different to a lot of different people. I remember um, in class, I took a class this semester called Biblical Ethics, and that was a very difficult class, because he went over a bunch of different ethical scenarios, and... Um, he never told us which one was right. He would just go over, you know, here's a situation, and then we'd say what we thought was right, and he'd give us, like, a scenario and completely throw off what we thought, but he never told us what we were supposed to think. Um, and I remember one of those is um, an ethical standpoint that love is the only thing we should follow ethically, is that anything that's the loving decision is the thing that we're supposed to do. And that wasn't correct, but um, through that he showed us that love is really subjective. And just the, the word love is really easy to kind of interpret to mean whatever you want. Like, you can do what you want and say, like, oh, it's because I love this person that I'm doing this thing. But somebody can do the exact opposite thing for the exact same reason. So I was trying to see what does it look like to actually apply this in practice. And um, 
the definition of Christian is somebody who believes or follows the teachings of Jesus Christ. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need to, as a Christian, what did Jesus do in this situation? So I found, um, and this is actually my favorite passage in the, in the Bible. It's Philippians 2. So if you guys have your Bibles, can you turn to Philippians 2? And um, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so this verse shows exactly how Jesus lived when he was on earth. He... Um, says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So everybody on earth deserves to die and go to hell. And it's because of God's grace that we don't have that. And the only person who ever lived and didn't deserve that was Jesus. Right? It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus was equal with God. But what did he do when he was in our situation? He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So he didn't just come to earth and be a man. He became a servant. He served other people. And that's what it looks like to love others, is to serve them and put their needs in front of you. Because if we, we all deserve the same thing. We all deserve to die and go to hell. So there's no like, way to justify putting somebody else beneath us or putting something to do beneath us because everybody is on the same level according to God. And if Jesus, who was the only person who actually deserved better than other people and was actually above somebody else, was a servant, then we have absolutely no excuse to put other people underneath us. Um, and then it says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Um, so how do we love God? Like, how to love people is you serve them, put their needs above yourself. To love God is to obey him. Jesus obeyed God. I know um, he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. So he obeyed God, even though obviously it wasn't something that he was wanting to have happen. He was still willing to obey what God wanted, and we should be the exact same way. We should be willing to obey God. Um, even if it's not something that we want, which kind of ties back into the reason that I'm at West Coast. is Even though it wasn't something that I wanted, I knew that's what God wanted for me, and that became something that I wanted later. Um, so if we obey what God says, the desire is going to come after, which, you know, Psalm 37.4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. You're not going to want to obey God at first. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be something that you don't want to do. But if you keep doing it, your desires are going to change, and God's going to give you the desire to serve him and to love him. And the only way to really know how to obey God is to read the Bible. Because if you don't know what God says, you're not going to be able to obey him. And that was something that I struggled with almost my whole life, was getting into the word and actually studying it. And through these chapters and these passages, I realized that what God um, wanted is for us to love other people and to love him. And the only way to do that is to get in the Bible and to study it and to apply it to our lives. Um, so that's all that I have. I'm going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we all made it out here. Um, I just pray that this helps some people. I know it helped me, um, just knowing that we need to love you and to obey you. And um, the way that we show that love to other people is by serving them and putting their needs above ours. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.